This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. Hey everybody, Joe Smith here for your Week in Geek for the week of December 7th to the 13th. Let's talk about the Week in Geek that's fit to speak. This week we're leading with Disney's 2020 Investor Day call, turning into a mega reveal of their Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars plans for the next few years. All told, Disney announced 10 new Star Wars series, 10 new Marvel series, 15 Disney series, and 15 new Disney live-action animation and Pixar films. Even the highlights of the event were too numerous to talk about in depth, so if you want to see the full list, check out the podcast description below for a handy-dandy link to every announcement. So, here's the biggest announcements, and we're going to do this quick bite style. In Disney film, Raya and the Last Dragon will debut on Disney Plus in March 2021 as premiere access. Disney announced Lightyear, a 3D animated origin story of the hero that inspired the toy to be voiced by Chris Evans. Marvel announced Christian Bale will be playing the villain Gore the God Butcher in the next Thor movie. Marvel revealed John Watts is creating a Fantastic Four film, the first one for the MCU. The third Ant-Man's title will be Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Lucasfilm officially announced the development of a fifth Indiana Jones film starring Harrison Ford and reconfirmed that Taika Waititi was developing a, quote, fresh, unique, and unexpected film in the Star Wars franchise. And finally, the next Star Wars film was announced as Rogue Squadron, which will focus on the legendary fighter pilot team led by Wedge Antilles. It's planned for release in 2023 and will be directed by Patty Jenkins. In Disney TV, Disney Plus has new streaming series planned for Beauty and the Beast, Swiss Family Robinson, and Percy Jackson and the Olympians, as well as shows based on The Mighty Ducks, Turner and Hooch, and The Mysterious Benedict Society. FX announced a series adaptation of the sci-fi horror classic Alien is in development, as well as a retelling of James Clavell's Shogun. Marvel announced several new shows, including Secret Invasion, starring Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury, Ironheart, with Dominique Thorne playing Riri Williams, the genius child successor to Iron Man, and Armor Wars, starring Don Cheadle's War Machine. Marvel also confirmed Tatiana Maslany is the lead in the She-Hulk series alongside Mark Ruffalo and Tim Roth, and announced I Am Groot, a series of animated shorts featuring the Baby Groot character. Lucasfilm revealed the first look at the Clone Wars follow-up series The Bad Batch, and announced two Mandalorian spin-off series, Rangers of the New Republic and Star Wars Ahsoka. Lucasfilm also revealed a brief look at Andor, and announced Hayden Christensen will reprise his role as Darth Vader alongside Ewan McGregor in Obi-Wan Kenobi. The female-focused show The Acolyte follows a dark side user in the last days of the High Republic era, and Justin Simeon will helm a new series called Lando, though it was not confirmed if Billy D. Williams or Donald Glover would be playing the role. Finally, Disney announced that all this stuff comes at a cost, as Disney Plus subscribers will see their monthly fee increase from $7 to $8 starting in March 2021. Disney's package deal with Disney Plus, ad-supported Hulu, and ESPN Plus will also increase from $13 to $14 a month. Okay, on to the rest of the geek this week. In movies, the fallout continues to develop after Warner Brothers announced last week their decision to release all of its 2021 movies on HBO Max. This week, it came out that the studio apparently made the decision to not inform studio partners and top talent about the decision until the day it became public, many of whom are publicly decrying the decision. Legendary Pictures is considering legal actions as earlier this year, Warner Brothers blocked a quarter billion dollar streaming deal to Netflix for their film Godzilla vs. Kong. 
and director Denny Villeneuve published an op-ed in Variety blasting Warner Brothers' decision, noting that a streaming release for something as big as his next film, Dune, could mean an increase in piracy and a decrease in revenue, putting the future of the franchise in jeopardy. And some quick bites. New rumors suggest Alfred Molina is returning as Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 3, as well as Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Chris Evans has joined the cast of Don't Look Up in a currently undisclosed role, and David Kep has been hired to write the Green Hornet reboot. In television, HBO has greenlit a reboot of True Blood, the supernatural soap opera based on Charlene Harris's Southern Vampire Mystery series of novels. Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and Jamie O'Brien will run and write the series along with Alan Ball, who will serve as an executive producer. Currently, none of the cast of the original series has been announced as being part of the project, and the network hasn't released any further details about the show. The CW has shared a new teaser for the first episode of Batwoman Season 2, which sees Gotham in turmoil following the disappearance of Kate Kane. Not wanting the city to end up in the hands of Alice and her goons, Ryan Wilder vows to take up Kate's mantle and become the latest line of defense. The series returns with Season 2 on January 17th. Netflix and Rooster Teeth have released the first look at the middle chapter of their animated Transformers origin trilogy, War for Cybertron Earthrise. Picking up where War for Cybertron Siege left off this past summer, Earthrise sees the Autobots hunted as they flee their homeworld, having left their Resistance friends behind, to find and protect the Allspark, flung away from Cybertron and out of Megatron's hands in the Siege's climax. War for Cybertron Earthrise arrives on Netflix December 30th. Shane Black is developing an animated series at Fox, based on James Mullaney's Craig Banyan P.I. novels. The series follows the supernatural adventures of Banyan, an alcoholic ex-cop and current private investigator, as he solves cases in an alternate noir otherworldly reality. And some more quick bites. AT&T has agreed to sell its Crunchyroll streaming service to Sony's Funimation streaming service for just under $1.2 billion. Brian K. Vaughn has been hired to write a Buck Rogers television series for Legendary Entertainment. Netflix has greenlit a new 3D animated Sonic the Hedgehog series. Production has resumed on the Orville's third season. The Handmaid's Tale has been officially renewed for a fifth season. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has been renewed for four more seasons. Olivia Cook, Matt Smith, and Emma D'Arcy have been cast in HBO's Game of Thrones prequel House of the Dragon, and Servant's second season returns January 15th. And in video games, after eight years of development, many preview videos, and several delays of release due to bugs, Cyberpunk 2077 was released to the public this week and shattered sales records. The game had 8 million pre-orders, making it the fastest-selling PC game launch ever. Steam reported more than 1 million concurrent players of the game when it launched on the first day, more than doubling the previous record set by Fallout 4 at 473,000, and despite the fact that the game is not exclusive to Steam. CD Projekt stated that pre-orders and release day purchases alone were enough to earn back its development and marketing costs. However, the game is not without controversy. After a journalist reported that the review copy of her game sent her into seizures while playing without displaying any prominent warning of this risk, the developer quickly released a patch to fix the strobing effects. Many players are also asking for and receiving refunds for the game due to complaints of low-quality graphics, bugs, and general unplayability experiences on previous generation consoles. This week saw the streaming of the 2020 The Game Awards, with The Last of Us 2 winning seven awards, including Game of the Year Award. In addition, Ghosts of Tsushima won for Best Player's Voice and Best Art Direction, Among Us won for Best Multiplayer and Best Mobile Game, and Microsoft Flight Simulator won for Best Sim Slash Strategy. In addition, during the show, a large number of announcements were made announcing new game development. Since this is a running trend this episode, let's do this Quick Bite style again. 
Microsoft revealed they are working on a new Perfect Dark game to be developed by a studio called The Initiative. Nintendo announced that Final Fantasy villain Sephiroth will be added as a playable character in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate this December. BioWare released a trailer for a new Mass Effect game. Dead Space creator Glenn Schofield is making a new sci-fi horror game called The Callisto Protocol. Studio Wildcard released the trailer for Arc 2 starring Vin Diesel as well as a new tie-in animated series with a star-studded cast. Left 4 Dead studio Turtle Rock showed off a demo of its new zombie game Back for Blood. Among Us is adding a new airship map in early 2021 along with new gameplay features. Boss Team Games released a trailer for Evil Dead the Game, a co-op survival horror in the vein of Dead by Daylight. Super Meat Boy Forever will be released to the Epic Game Store on December 23rd, and Elder Scrolls Online's 2021 update will be located in Oblivion. In other news, NASA announced this week the team of 18 astronauts, 9 men and 9 women, who have been selected to participate in the upcoming Artemis moon landing missions. The team includes astronauts of diverse backgrounds and experience levels, and counts among its ranks the first woman and the next man to walk on the moon. NASA also released its science priorities for the first crewed Artemis lunar landing, Artemis 3, scheduled for launch in 2024. Among the many goals listed, NASA wants to make sure that the two astronauts selected for the mission will have the requisite scientific training, a diverse range of sampling tools and capabilities, on-demand access to experts on the ground, and the ability to safely store a variety of sample materials for the return trip back to Earth. In addition, NASA wants the team to return more than twice the amount of surface material collected during a standard Apollo mission. Ultimately, NASA hopes the investigations, quote, will help scientists better understand fundamental planetary processes that operate across the solar system and beyond. Work done during the six-and-a-half-day mission near the lunar south pole is expected to further the space agency's plans for building a base on the moon and set the stage for a crewed mission to Mars. And because this week does not have enough news out of nowhere, a team of amateur codebreakers has reportedly cracked the Zodiac Killer's most infamous cipher, solving a mystery that has had law enforcement stumped for more than 50 years. The Zodiac Killer is the moniker of the as-yet-unknown American serial killer, who authorities believe murdered at least five people in California in the late 60s, and who claims to have murdered 37 victims in a series of cryptic letters sent to the San Francisco Chronicle. The FBI corroborated the findings of the three-person team that finally cracked the 340 cipher, which involved running over 650,000 computer simulations to pin down the correct reading direction of the characters. Sadly, the decoded message does not appear to provide any clues about the identity of the person behind the murders, but the team continues to work on the remaining two ciphers. And that, folks, is your Week in Geek. As always, a full listing of this week's articles is available with source links down in the podcast description, and I'll see you geeks next week. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, We Get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.